Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast, friends. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm here hanging out with Mr. James Meehan. James, glad to be here with this dude. So glad to be here, Josh. Just wow. It's just so great. <laughs> hey, man, I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to the conversation we're going to get to have today. What I do want to do first, though, well, I probably should preface for any new leaders who maybe don't know you and don't don't fully know what it is that you do. Will you share with us what your role is on the Switch team? Yeah, so I am the director of Switch content here at Life Church, and that means I get to play a part in crafting the content that we give to our students. All things from messages, message guides, Bible plans, and anything related to any of that stuff. Um, one of the things that I love is the fact that I started as a switch gra- uh, sixth grade small group leader way back when I first became a follower of Jesus eight years ago. Then I was an intern at Life Church. I was a youth pastor at Life Church. And now in my current role, I am back to where it all began as a sixth grade boys, small group leader. And I love getting to help craft content for our students and also figure out how we can better resource you, our switch leaders, so that you can do what you do best because none of what we do would be possible without you. Absolutely. I love that. And and I want for everybody listening to know too, so the, the content that we put out to our students, it's one of those things that when you think about it, I know I've talked to people before and they're like, man, like, It would be a lot to constantly be coming up with like, okay, how are we going to communicate this differently? Something I think is really cool is James does pull a lot of different people into the conversations to form this content. And so as a matter of fact, yesterday, there was a call with a bunch of youth pastors on it contributing to go, okay, what does it look like? Like, what does the next plan look like? And what is the things that our students are needing to hear? And how is it that we should be communicating that to them? And when's the appropriate time and when's not? And so I think we ask really good questions. I think that you you do a good job asking good questions and also, you know, recognizing, man, we're, we really, we have campuses all over the country and we have students <laughs> yeah. in different neighborhoods and communities and walks of life. And because of that, it's important that there be a lot of people in that conversation. And so absolutely, I'm encouraged by that. And it makes me excited to, to look and go like, what's coming next? You know, like what, what will this, this next series look like? How will it challenge our students? So. I, I think that if I'm a leader involved in switch, knowing things like that makes me feel a little bit more connected to, to what we're doing and why we're doing it. It's not that I feel like everybody's like, hey, I, I need to know what, how, how are you rolling this out? How's this happening? That's not <laughs> what it is. It's more of just going, hey, if I can understand how we're doing this, it can, for one, it can help me appreciate the, the process, but it can also help me be more, even more excited and hopeful for what things will look like moving forward. Yeah, um, absolutely. Hey, so something something that we're going to do, we're starting to do more often, is we're going to do some leader shout outs. So Come on. We'll do this, uh, we'll, we'll, at least one leader will give a shout out each week. So I'm going to give a shout out from, this came from our youth pastor, Connor Garcia. And Connor is out of our Albany campus, very close to where I'm at in Oklahoma. It's very, you know, <laughs> it's just a short, it's just a very short, like what, 30 hour drive. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, we could do it in a day and a half or two. So <laughs> sounds about right. Anyways. So, so Connor gave a shout out to Vanessa Fulmore. And so here's the deal. You guys know that we did a switch fights human trafficking night where we raised awareness about what's happening in, in human trafficking and what's happening around the world. Something that students and leaders alike, while they may have heard of, 
didn't really know just how bad it is to hear something like, to hear something said, like we heard Nick on, on the podcast a few weeks ago say, there are more people enslaved in the world today than there have ever been in any time in human history is a hard thing to wrap your head around. And so right. when we got to share that with students, we also got to tell them, hey, but what if we said, hey, we're going to do our part and try to do something about this? Like, what if instead of just being aware, we went, hey, there's got to be some organizations we can support that are on the ground making a difference. And so we, together, every location of Switch decided we're going to get together and we're going to raise money to support those nonprofits as they are doing work to try to help pull people out of this uh, terrible cycle. And so Vanessa Fulmore led her small group girls. This is just one small group, okay? Just keep in mind, we're talking about one small group. We have so many locations. This is just one small group. She led her small group and said, listen, girls, I will match whatever dollar amount that you raise. So like, whatever on. it is that you can come up with, I want to match it. I want to do, because I believe that this is a really important cause. And so this is yeah. what happened. Her girls raised $80 and their small group to give towards Switch Fights Human Trafficking, which is absolutely awesome. And, and in response, Vanessa then matched it, and she also gave $80. And the reason that this is so cool is not because they raised $10,000. It's cool because just about anybody could do what Vanessa did. Come on. Like, I mean, honestly, I don't have 10000 but I, you know, I could probably come up with eighty. Like it wouldn't yeah. be, I, there's times it wouldn't be easy, but I, I could make a sacrifice and come up with 80. Vanessa came up with what she had and did her part. And it makes me look and go, what an incredible example you set, Vanessa, by making sure that your students understand, hey, this isn't just another night where we're going to throw cash at a problem. This right. is something where we are going to actually say, no, this is a legitimate issue. We're going to take it seriously. And we're going to recognize that even though these hurting people are hurting people we don't know, we're still going to do something to try to help them. Come on, and Josh. so Vanessa, I hope you're listening. We we're incredibly proud of you and we hope that, you know, it's leaders like you that make this thing go round that the, the reason switch is successful in connecting with students and changing lives is because people like you are not missing opportunities and you're taking, taking the chance to go, Hey, this could be a small thing, but man, it could make a big difference. So thankful for you, Vanessa. Connor, thanks for sharing it. You should give Vanessa like a free, you know, shirt or car <laughs> or something. Ooh, good. good Does good. anybody have a free car? Let's give Vanessa a free car. Let's get that started. Okay. Anyway, I don't think it really works that way. It'd be cool if it did. All right. So, hey, we're going to move on to our <laughs> topic for this week. So I am looking forward to talking about this and James is going to give us some good insight. This is good insight because of his, well, both because of what he does for a living, of course, because he's been a youth pastor and been in this role, but also because of his current role in content and leading a small group. And so what we're going to talk about is what it looks like to lead students deeper, even when they're disengaged. Because a lot of times we're like, well, I can't, like, they're not like, they're not paying attention. I'm just like, am I just here to babysit? What are we supposed to do? So James, I love for it. If you'd kind of just take it from there, how do we lead students deeper even when they're disengaged? Yeah, and this is a topic that I'm really passionate about because I understand how this can happen. Like I said earlier, I am a small group leader for a group of sixth grade boys, and they often find themselves distracted 
during the message or during worship or some part of a Wednesday night. And so oftentimes when we get to our small group time at the end of the night, I'm actually having to re-engage them because at some point they've disengaged. And I know that that's not always an easy thing to do. Thankfully, I've got like eight years of youth ministry experience that I get to bring to the table. But I know that for some of you as a small group leader, you don't have that same experience. And that's why I just want to share with you some of the lessons that have been helpful for me and some of the perspectives that help me think about that in a way that helps me not get frustrated, but actually leaves me feeling fulfilled at the end of a night, even when my students are disengaged. So to start, I want to look to the words of Jesus because he's really the one this is all about. And I think what he says should inform everything we do. So in Mark chapter four, starting in verse three, Jesus says this, he says, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, and some 100 times. This is the parable of the sower, where Jesus is describing a farmer who was sowing seed. In this metaphor, the parable, the farmer is Jesus. The seed that he is sowing is the message of the kingdom of God, the gospel message. And the different soils are people, people like you, people like me, people like our students. And he's describing the different ways these people responded to the message that they were given. For some, it fell along the path and birds ate it up. For some, it fell on rocky places where it sprang up quickly, but then it was scorched. Other seed fell among thorns where it was choked out, but there were other seed that fell on good soil. It grew and produced a crop, some 30 times what was planted, some 60 times what was planted, and some 100 times what was planted. Now, this is something that I want to always come back to as a content creator and a small group leader, is that what Jesus is saying is our responsibility is to be obedient. The outcome is not our responsibility. Ultimately, the outcome is God's responsibility because Even Jesus, as he's describing this parable of him as the farmer sowing seed, the good news of the kingdom of God, he acknowledges that it's not always going to take root because people are going to respond differently. And so I just want to say that to you as a switch leader, some nights your students are going to be like the soil where the seed that gets planted does not take root. (laughs) And other nights your students are going to be like the seed or your students are going to be like the soil where the seed does take root and it produces a harvest 30, 60, and a hundred times what was planted. And this is so helpful to keep in mind because it reminds us that our job is obedience. God's job is the outcome. And so what does that look like practically on a Wednesday night with you leading your switch group? Well, I think first it starts with the perspective and the mindset that we're in this for the long game, not the short game. We're in it for the long-term effect of the gospel, transforming the lives of our students week in and week out in the same way that a seed planted on Monday does not produce a harvest on Tuesday. The same is true of our students, that what we're inviting them into is a lifelong relationship with Jesus. 
where they're going to be exposed to the truth of God's word. They're going to be surrounded by biblical community, that they're going to have you investing in them week in and week out, showing them that following Jesus really is a better way. And so first, I would just say, if you find yourself frequently having nights where your students seem disengaged, your job is to be obedient. And at the right time, God will bring about the right result. The second thing is when your students are disengaged, there's two ways that you can think about leading them deeper. The first way that we often think of is leading them deeper spiritually. This is how do we talk about spiritual things, even if they check out at some point in the night. Now, what this looks like for my switch group is using the message guide as the conversation starter and not the actual message. What that looks like is, hey, switch group, you've got the message guide in front of you, the main point at the top. I want somebody to read that and then tell me what they think it means. And so even if my students disengaged during the message, and if I asked them what the main idea was, they wouldn't be able to tell me. I just ask them to read it off of the message guide. This is why we actually created message guides to better equip middle school leaders specifically to help their students have spiritual conversations, even when they have a hard time following along with the message. And so I ask a student to read whatever the main idea of that message was. And then I ask them the question, what do you think that means? And sometimes I get a really great response. Other times I get a response that's something like, I don't know, I wasn't really paying attention. And so I'll say, that's okay. Even if you weren't paying attention, if you just had to guess, what would you think it meant? And then they'll usually give an answer. And then I'll ask another student, well, what do you think it means? And then they'll maybe say, well, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention either. That's okay. If you just had to guess, what do you think it would mean? And normally they'll say something. And I'll maybe just ask that question to two or three different students before we move on to the next part of the message guide, either you know the, the, the questions or the scripture that's below that. And I'll ask a student to read it. And after they read it, I'll ask them, well, what do you think that means? And then I just repeat that process several times. And what I found is that after every time I ask a student the question, what do you think that means? And I listen attentively to the answer the next student feels more confident opening up and sharing what they think it means. Because what I'm not trying to do is pull out the right answer. I'm just trying to get the conversation going. And even if they totally disengage during the message, by the end of our 30-minute small group time, we'll have worked our way through a series of scriptures and points and questions that really communicate the same big ideas that the message was communicating but this time, instead of them hearing that from a communicator on screen, they're actually the ones that are saying it out loud and hearing themselves say it themselves. So that's a thought for you of how to lead your students deeper spiritually, even when they're disengaged. The truth is, is that there are, there, there's a couple, there's, there's a couple things you said too. I want to, I, I really like, because we do, we can get where we're like, oh, it's a mess. These are the notes. These are the message guides. Like we need to do this. And so for one, it's, it's helping us understand this is a message guide. Right. Yep. But also when you use the term student engagement, right? So it's not, we shouldn't think of this as like, oh, this is my discipleship paper. Like that's <laughs> not what this is. No, this is something to help you increase engagement so that maybe some discipleship can begin. Right. But, but that's what it is. It's, it's for engagement and it's for you to use however works best for you. Now, what we've learned is that the guides are very helpful because it it's giving students something to do and to feel like, oh, I wrote this down. And then if they didn't, 
they can still, just like you're saying, it's as simple as going, well, that's cool. Like, I don't need to shame you for saying you didn't pay attention. Like, okay, you didn't pay attention. Sometimes you don't. When I was in school, I didn't. Like, welcome to the club. But your lack of paying attention doesn't mean that you can't still participate. And so it's a win for us to still be finding a way. Like, okay, you're, you're not, you didn't pay attention, but surely you have something. And if you do, then somebody else does and somebody else does. And everybody gets to feel involved. Yep, absolutely. And so that's a way to lead your students deeper spiritually by using the message guide as a conversation guide to get your students talking. The other way to lead your students deeper when they're disengaged is to lead them deeper relationally. Because there are some nights where your students aren't going to be even engaging in conversations like the one I described that I often have with my students. And when that's the case, I don't see that as a miss. I see that as, okay, cool. This is a bunch of sixth grade boys who have been wiling out all night. <laughs> and really what we need to do is just take some time to get to know each other better. And so we'll just talk about life. What are they excited about? What are they frustrated about? What was the best part of the week, the worst part of their week? How can we be praying for each other? Because the truth is, is that growing deeper relationally actually is an aspect of growing deeper spiritually. Because as human beings, mm. we are relational beings made in the image of a relational God. He is three and one, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And love can only exist in the context of relationships. And so even if that's all we do is talk about life, that is still a win. Because at the end of the day, the thing that's going to keep our students showing up to switch is knowing that there are people there who care about them. Not just that they can learn more about the Bible, you can do that anywhere, but that there are people there that are for them, that want the best for them, that are trying to bring the best out of them, and that will be with them even when life seems like it's at its worst. And so if my students are disengaged and my attempts to engage them in spiritual conversation doesn't work, I'm okay with that. Because I see that as an opportunity of, okay, cool, this week we're going deep relationally because I want my students to know that I care about them and what's going on in their lives. And I want them to know that the other students in our group care about those things. Now, what's interesting is I just described two different ways of going deeper with your students when they're disengaged, spiritually or relationally. But more often than not, I don't actually choose one way or the other. We do both. More often than not, if my students are disengaged, we will start by let's just go deeper relationally for the first 10 minutes of our switch group time. We're going to do highs and lows. We're going to talk about what students are excited about. I might even just ask a kid to say, hey, for the first 10 minutes, you decide what we're talking about. What do you want to talk about? And I just let them dictate the conversation. And I'll set a 10 minute timer on my phone and I'll let them know after 10 minutes, though, we're talking about the truth from tonight's message and that's on your message guides. So get it out now because after 10 minutes, we're going deeper spiritually. And then 10 minutes ends, we pull out our message guides and I walk through the conversation like I described to you earlier, having different students share and contribute based off of not what they remember from the message, but from what they're reading on the page right in front of them. And so for you as a switch group leader, if your students disengage, do not lose hope. You still have so many chances mm -hmm. and opportunities to lead them deeper relationally and spiritually because all of it matters. We get to be a part of something really special in the lives of our students. And I'll tell you what, it really does break my heart knowing that there are a lot of leaders like you that may feel discouraged 
because your students are disengaged. And sometimes it's in those moments of discouragement where we actually get to grow and develop in our own patience as switch leaders. Because there are times where my attempts to go deeper relationally and spiritually completely fall on their face. And I see that as an opportunity for me to grow and develop in my patience as a disciple of Jesus attempting to disciple these students because all of it matters. We talked about Savannah earlier and how she is leading her students to become fully devoted followers of Christ by her example. And your example of being patient when it would be really easy to get frustrated actually probably carries more weight than anything that will ever be said in a message or ever will be read on a message guide. So all that to be said, there is hope. You can lead your students deeper, even when they're disengaged. And just because one night doesn't go great, that doesn't mean you're not winning or being effective as a switch group leader, because we're in this thing for the long game. Absolutely. Stud- your students hear what you say, but they do what you do. Come on. And that's why, you know, what Vanessa did is such an incredible example. And while I know it, it sounds like a simple example, it's powerful. And so I also want y'all to know if you got students that you're like, man, they're just disengaged. Don't make the mistake of thinking that a student being disengaged and switch means that their life isn't growing. Come on. Like, don't make the mistake of thinking that, oh man, they show up and they just like, they seem to get into trouble a lot and they just mess around. And it's just, don't think that that means their life isn't growing. Come on. Because the fact that they're still coming through the door and they're still having conversations with you, even if those conversations are you helping correct them and guide them, just think about what happens if they don't have that in their life. Absolutely. So I'm not saying it makes it easy. It actually makes it very real. Yeah. And it's something that they need desperately. So, hey, I'm. we were talking earlier about Switch Fights Human Trafficking. We talked about how Vanessa matched her group with $80 and how cool it is that one group did that. What I didn't mention is how much we raised total at every location. Now, most of you uh, hopefully already heard this, but for anybody that missed last week, I just want to celebrate because this is huge. At at Switch, through Switch at Life Church, we raised over $32,000 in one night, in one Switch experience to support nonprofits that help people get out and break the cycle of human trafficking. In one night, that's what it looks like. When the body of Christ comes together and says, we're all in on this thing, we need to do something about it. We don't have all the answers, but I bet there's something we can do. Come on. So thank you to all of you who did that. Thank you for coming together every week and making a difference in the lives of students. We love you guys. We've got a really good episode of the podcast coming up next week. We are heading into, well, we're heading into summertime, but that doesn't mean Switch is going anywhere. And so we want to talk to you about some of the really, really great wins that are to come and what you can prepare for and to be preparing your students and yourself the summer months. As always, thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.